This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. What's up, guys, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I'm joined here with my good friend, Kevin Del Valle. What's up, guys? So this episode is largely going to be uh, around the NFL season, specifically the Week 17 matchup between my Colts and his Titans. Correct. So we thought it'd be a little fun to start off right here uh, and kind of switch sides. So basically, uh, for those of you who may not know, this is a Sunday night game, win and you're in scenario. So winner will clinch the sixth seed of the playoffs and play the Texans uh, next weekend. So for the next few minutes, he and I are just going to be uh, giving our uh, our side as to why we think not our favorite team is going to win, and we'll see you know how good of a job we can do. Right. So I, I will be explaining reasons as to why the Titans will lose. He will be explaining reasons as to why um, the Colts will lose. Although those are our favorite teams, so this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you want to start? Do you want me to go? I'll, I'll let you go ahead and go first since you're the guest. You know. Okay. All right. We, we are the home team, too. so you Yeah, know. exactly. So that makes sense. Okay. So, um, all right. I'm going to start off with a very simple, basic fact that everybody should know going into this game. Um, my first reason as to why the Titans could lose this game, Luck just hasn't lost the Titans. It's just as simple as that. I mean, anybody that doesn't matter what that roster looks like or what is happening, Luck is 10-0 and versus the Titans in his career. So that's easily number one on my list. And actually that will if he wins tonight, that'll break the record for most wins against a single opponent without a loss to start off. Yeah, and that sounds like something the Titans are willing to give up because they they've got a lot of bad records on their hands. <laughs> so uh uh the second thing that worries me about uh this game and why the Titans could lose is although their defense is very good and doesn't allow a lot of points, um luck in that Colts office on third down is pretty darn good. And so with Luck's escapability and, and and being able to create plays and find open guys all over the field, um, having Luck on third down really, really bothers me. And I think if Luck just starts killing him on third and four, third and five, this could be a very, very long day. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely love hearing all these good things about the Colts, but uh, I'll have to pop in here with a couple of my own. Okay. So, uh, to start off... Uh, one of the biggest things is I believe momentum. I think it helps rally guys together, and the Titans have won four straight. So that's just a big a big thing coming in right away. Is they've won four in a row. They're feeling good. And one of the biggest reasons why they've won four in a row is because of Derrick Henry. So uh, you probably guys have all seen the highlights of his 99-yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's given the team – he's given much more than that to the team. And uh, just a, a throw in a stat here – Derrick Henry, when he's rushed for greater than 50 yards, the Titans are 19-1 and in his career. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously a great thing that they've got going for him. Uh, I will say that not having Mariota does help the Colts yeah, a little that bit. Was, that was going to be the next thing on my list because uh, Blaine Gabbard is officially going to be starting for the Titans. And look, he's he's not the greatest backup in the world. I'm just hoping he can just do enough you know, you know when Peyton Manning was finishing up his career in Denver, and you were just hoping that Manning just just do enough uh, to win, uh, like he did in those last few games. I'm hoping Blaine Gabbert can just stay calm, not freak out, and just do enough and ride Henry in the defense. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things that that the uh, Titans do have going for them as well is the Colts 
I mean, I love them, but they haven't been the most consistent team. So not including the shutout to the um, the Cowboys. And the, the other three games these past four weeks, they squeaked one out last week against the Giants, and they had a couple uh, helpful penalties that helped them get there. That was a very, very close game, very stressful. Um, they did play well against Houston, but they... You know, they won by three, which is, I mean, they were, they were on the road, but still, yep. you know, it's a very close game. And then the biggest concern is that 6-0 loss to Jacksonville. <laughs> That's, that may be the main reason why, uh, so many people haven't jumped on the Colts bandwagon yet is because of the way that they were stifled and they were facing a backup quarterback in Cody Kessler. And that was such a, na- it was such an ugly game. No one could do anything. It was, yeah. it was a mess. To, I mean, to come to Colts defense here, stepping out of my role as a Titan super fan here. <laughs> Uh, they did go four on fourth down three times in Jaguars territory. They and did. I love, I love Frank Reich because he, he goes for it all the time. Yeah. He's, he's a very aggressive coach. Uh, but that did hurt them. Uh, regardless, they should have put more points up. Like that's not, you know, whether they didn't get those fourth downs, it shouldn't have even been fourth downs. It should have been touchdowns. Yeah, especially, but. especially against a Jacksonville team that has not lived up to par. Uh, you know, especially since everybody thought they were going to be the next great team out there. Um, the last thing I have on my list, because we touched on Mariota not playing, um, the Colts over the past, past couple weeks, they have been able to shut down the two top leading rushers in the league, mm-hmm. being Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott yeah. over the past two weeks. So going into the game, you mentioned Derrick Henry. If the Colts' defense can just can just hold them enough to where now the Titans can't rely on him, now it's just Blaine Gabbard or bust, um, I think the Colts had a pretty good shot at winning this football game. Yeah, and just to to finish up here with uh, my last few points, uh, Titans this year six and one at home. They've got a great great fan base. They're going to be loud. Um, and to to back that up, they've got a great defense, second in the league only to the Ravens in points allowed per game, which you know just a point one eighteen point seven points per game, which is. A, a very small number. Right. So if they are able to establish the run here with Derrick Henry um, and get behind their defense and their loud crowd, uh, we'll see. It could be anyone's game. It could. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a tight game. Um, I think that's what you expect, though, yeah, right? It's what you expect absolutely. for yeah, any football a, game. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to see a blowout. I will, though, I will say, though, we were talking about this before we started. Um, I think if, if this game was in Indianapolis— I think the point spread to start mm-hmm. this game off would yeah. be through the charts. The Colts might be 10, 11 point favorites yeah. at home. I believe right now it's five, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, we were talking about this before. It could, it. Is it five? Colts being the favorite? Five, yeah, Colts five right being now. So it win. could, yeah. That, that does play into a big factor of the Titans being yeah. at home. Yeah, the Colts are five, five point favorites, which if you, if you think about it, um, it's huge because Vegas will automatically give you two and a half points of your home mm-hmm. as a favorite. Yeah. So they're almost a touchdown favorite on the road. So yeah. I can only imagine what it must have been like if this game yeah. jumped, I mean, jumped to Indianapolis. Yeah. If I But if I know my Colts, they like to make it uh, heart-wrenching. <laughs> they like to make it difficult. So, yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, expect a, expect a tough game uh, for the last seed in the playoffs. Here, here's what I think. This is either going to be a rare high-scoring game for both teams or we're gonna we're about to watch a twelve to eleven football game. Yeah, that's what I think. No, yeah, nobody nobody likes to see it except for maybe defensive minded coaches. Yeah, that's about the only people that enjoy that type of game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, switching gears here, uh, 
I kind of want to talk about we we kind of had this debate before the show on um, on the MVP, and um, we kind of have a similar outlook as to Patrick Mahomes. He's very flashy. He makes big plays, right? But we um, we aren't necessarily sold on that. So if you want to go into talking a little bit about Patrick Mahomes and and your uh, MVP favorite, um, look, Pat Mahomes is a gunslinger. The guy's going to throw the ball seventy yards down the field. There's maybe another. There's maybe other one other person that can do that. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Outside yeah. of that, mm-hmm. we haven't seen a Canem like him. He he kind of has a Brett Favre in him, where he's high risk, high reward. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, he's going to throw picks. But we were talking about this. The, the biggest games of his career, at least this season, he's lost them all, and 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 not because. You know, something else crazy happened, but he turned the ball over in pretty much all of those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We looked at the Patriots game, the first big game of the year. They lost that in New England. He had three interceptions, two interceptions, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they played the crazy, the game of the year against the Rams. Yeah. He has five turnovers yeah, that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's crazy good about him, though, is that they still only lost by two and he turned the ball over five times. So the guy has a lot of potential. Uh, I think he's, I think he's awesome. I think they're going to give it to him, but, uh, I think the biggest games, that he's played so far, unfortunately, the other quarterback has outdueled him. Yeah, and that's that's the tough thing. Is when you look at most valuable player, you want to get the guy who is obviously the um, you know the best the best guy, the most valuable right. to the team. Right. And there's no question in those games where uh, you know he's playing teams like the Raiders and uh, you know teams like that. He's been amazing. Like right. he's the second quarterback in history to have over 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards, which is insane numbers, especially for this being his first year as a starter. Yeah. Like there's no question there, but when you come into those big games, especially in the playoffs, if you're not the best quarterback out on the field, it's going to be really hard Mm -hmm. because their defense is ranked 31st and it's going to be really hard for them to get anything going if he's constantly turning the ball over and he's not playing like the best quarterback on the field. And what's interesting is that now going into the postseason – he may have to meet a couple of those quarterbacks yeah. that he got outplayed mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the season. He may have to meet them again. Now, obviously, it'll be in Kansas City. Um, I think the majority of the games are on the road that he lost. But still, those guys are going to come into town. He's going to have to prove him and Andy Reid that they can win a playoff game. But I think, man, if I was to give an MVP, it'd be Drew Brees just because of what he's been able to do. Yeah. He's only got really one wide receiver, uh, granted, one of the best right now, Michael Thomas. Yeah, obviously. but uh, it's nice to have Kamara and Ingram. But what Drew Brees has done at his age, with the completion percentage, with the numbers, and they're gonna they're thirteen and three. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good in yeah. itself. So, I think that would be my pick. Uh, Luck would be two, and Mahomes would be three. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know how I feel about Andrew Luck, and anyone who knows me really well knows that uh, I love Andrew Luck, and I feel like he hasn't been getting the respect he deserves. So um, I agree with you 100%. I think that Drew Brees is the favorite. He's uh, getting better when, you know, people are supposed to be reaching their cliff, like they're supposed to be falling off. Like yeah. you saw, you know, Brett Favre do it. You saw Peyton Manning do it. People mm-hmm. just totally looked like a shell of themselves, but he's getting better, which is insane. Um, he's the clear-cut favorite in my mind. I think I agree with you. Mahomes is going to get it. Uh, Brees will be right there. But I just kind of want to talk about Andrew Luck a little bit because, you know, I've I I you know def- it. I defended it out, I defended the Titans and so I feel like now it's time you know um, this year he's got 36 touchdowns uh, second in the league obviously to Mahomes 50 whatever right. he has at this point uh, and it's not just it's not just stats but if you look at it 
he's obviously helped, been helped by a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think second in the league in sacks allowed, which is an insane number when you're talking about the Colts. Uh, you know, he's had a, a great run game with, um, Marlon Mack and he's been, uh, you know, he's, he's had a lot of help from T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. But one of the biggest reasons, uh, that Andrew Luck is, in my mind, should be in the MVP conversation. I'm not saying he should win it. I don't think he, he's gonna win it. I don't think, you know, he, it's, it's a fault if he doesn't win it. Right. But, uh, the fact is, is that his wide receivers, all his pass catchers, lead the league in drops. Outside of T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron, who is he really throwing the ball to? Mm-hmm. But yet we've got guys coming off the street. Dontrell Inman, who I thought was a rookie. Apparently he's been in the league seven, eight years. <laughs> wouldn't know it. Um, he's doing it with guys that you don't hear about. And yet every game they've been in, they've been in it. I think, uh, I think it was, they had the, um, there's a stat that they were talking about a couple weeks ago where Andrew Luck or the Colts, uh, actually have had the ball within a score. Uh, in the fourth quarter, which is a, you know, you think about it, nine and six, you're going to have tough games. Yep. But yet every, every game in the fourth quarter, he's been in it to win. Now, obviously there's, you know, like I said, there's weaknesses. Uh, so, and obviously they're nine and six, so he hasn't come out on top in every game, but you have to, you, you can't look past the fact that he's the, the number one catalyst and why they're in, uh, those games going into the fourth quarter, which is why, they're, a team like them is really dangerous. Yeah, so. I agree. I think if you if you even zoom out more to his career, it's pretty much been T. Y. Hilton and yeah, and, and a bunch of other guys that yeah. not a lot of people who know the NFL would even know are on that Colts roster. And that's why I think you know he he has thrown a lot of picks, and, and but I think he's got he has to do that because the ball's in his hands, mm-hmm. you know, so much. If if you turn it over to you know the NBA, look at somebody like like LeBron. His turnovers are always through the roof, but his usage is is also through the roof. Yeah. And so with when you have the ball more in your hands, you know, more things are gonna happen, good yeah, and bad. Absolutely. And so I think yeah. that's the thing with luck. A lot of people criticize him because he he, he he you know throws a lot of picks or turns the ball over, but you have to think he's got no option. I mean it's just yeah, him and, and, and maybe T. Y. Hilton when he's healthy, you know? Yeah. So uh so switching gears off of my uh Colts rant here, uh I just kind of want to go into a little bit here, uh, elite quarterbacks. So we know that there's this big thing with, uh, with, uh, Joe Flacco a couple years ago when he won the Super Bowl and okay. is, is he elite? You know, all this stuff. Uh, I just want to get your opinion on what you consider to be an elite quarterback and maybe not necessarily, um, a few of like the, the obvious favorites, but what's, who's a couple of the quarterbacks in your mind that are sneaky elite? I guess if that makes sense. Um, sneaky elite. I like that. I like that term uh, because the first person to, that comes to my mind when you think when you said sneaky elite immediately was Russell Wilson. Mm. Um, and I don't think he gets a lot of credit for what he does, and a lot of it was because he had the Legion of Boom for a few years. Yeah, absolutely. That helps to have that type of defense, which was pretty much had players at the best <laughs> in their position. So it helps. But the guy just. He finds a way, and one of the attributes that I look for in an elite quarterback is adjustments because, you know, football is such a game of adjustments. You have to look at the defense. You have to look at where your players are lined up, and you have to read and think about so many things. If you can make adjustments on the fly in a matter of no time Mm -hmm. and put your team in position to wins, that automatically makes you elite in my eyes. 
And, and that's one of the things that bugs me about college quarterbacks is that college quarterbacks, they still look to the sidelines for like audibles and stuff. Yeah, that bothers yeah. me because they're not teaching them. Come on, you're 20 something years old. Listen, I know it's not easy to play quarterback, but <laughs> you're 20 something years old. You want to go to the NFL and you can't memorize your playbook. You still got to look to the sidelines. So that's one of the big things for me. And you said sneaky elite. And I was going to name a couple of the guys, but Russell Wilson immediately, mm. especially with what he's done this year, is an elite quarterback that I don't think a lot of people look at. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so just going into a couple of my characteristics, I think, of an elite quarterback is obviously, like you said, adjustments. I agree with that. Like they've got to be smart. They've got to be quick, you know, be able to read uh, what the defense is going to do, not just what it's presenting. Yeah. Um, I think another thing is um, you want to, you want to uh, put yourself in your team and a chance to win every time you have the ball. Right. So, um, you know, that obviously turnovers are going to happen. Turnovers are going to be a way of, of just the game. It's, it's a fact, like it, it happens. Um, but you want to be, you want to have the ball in the hands of a guy who is going to do the best for your team. And so I think going along with this sneaky elite thought, I'm going to throw in Philip Rivers. Okay. So I think Philip Rivers, obviously, I mean, everyone says he's a good quarterback. Like he's, he's done decently well, you know, uh, he he kind of was shielded under the light of Ladainian Tomlinson and Darren Sproles early in his career, mm-hmm. but I think especially as he gets older, we're starting to see how great he really is. He's kind of got that weird throw, but it's accurate. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no no better example than you look at the uh, the Chiefs game, Chiefs Chargers, where he he brings them back from what was it, 14 down. Mm-hmm. They go for two. He wins the game. Like you you can't help but want a guy like that on your team yeah where it's you know he doesn't necessarily have like top tier weapons like he's got some good some good keenan allen uh what's that they have you know, like three williams at wide receiver yeah. on their team he something got like, like four that. of them yeah yeah exactly uh but and obviously antonio gates uh, guys like that but you know that's one of the guys where it's like if you come down to it and you've got two minutes left on the clock i feel comfortable if I'm a Chargers fan and, and Philip Rivers have the ball, right. I said, okay, we're, you know, we can do something with this. And I think that that's a big part of being elite is if you're comfortable sitting on your couch, watching your quarterback take the ball down the field, that goes a long way into be con- being considered elite. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think Philip Rivers has gotten overlooked just because they don't have, they don't have the playoff wins. They don't have the Super mm-hmm. Bowl wins. Yeah. But the guy has just been consistent in what he does. And, yeah. and, and not to his fault, that roster for years has not been the best. Yeah, no, it's true. So uh, I think that's a pretty good point. So uh, this has been great, but I think we're going to have to wrap it up here. Thank you so much, Kelvin, for being here. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, Anytime. Yeah, I promise, guys, we're not just going to talk NFL. There's a lot more to come. So I hope you uh, you guys stay with us. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys.